0: You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to bet on yourself.
1: Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting my podcast. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who accept your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Go to ZocDoc.com slash DreamJob and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Also, thanks to Shopify. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a 14-day free trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to Shopify.com slash DreamJob. Hi, guys. It's Kathy. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you had a beautiful weekend, whatever holiday you were celebrating. We had a really beautiful Passover Seder. We actually did two Seders, which is the custom. And I love this holiday. We watched Prince of Egypt with my kids, which tells the story of the leaving Egypt and crossing the Red Sea. It's just so beautiful and always brings me to tears. And my prayer for all of us is that whatever is our own personal struggle that we are free. However, we can be free of what's ever keeping us that may that be so. I would just remember that so often I realize that the thing that's actually the hardest is our own minds, right Like when we have limiting thoughts, when we struggle, sometimes you can really see clearly that the hardest thing really is just that perspective sometimes. And if we can get beyond it, such a sense of freedom. And I did a reel yesterday on my Instagram where Esther Hicks is talking about just how things start to line up and things start to just work out when we feel good, when we stop worrying all the time, when we stop being so concerned, when we give ourselves a break from that and instead just really focus on all the positive and we really focus on how much gratitude and how much we're thankful for. And the more that we do that, it's just amazing how we start to feel better and we start to feel this expansion. And then you, you just bump right into all of the beautiful experiences that you really, really ultimately want to have. So that feels like a beautiful gift and a beautiful intention for all of us. Just wanted to leave that thought here. Today, we have a great episode. Heather Monahan is here and I really enjoyed talking to Heather. Before we dive in, I just want to let you know that I'm doing a retreat next month at the Boca Raton Resort overlooking the gorgeous Atlantic Ocean. We have a couple spots left. We opened up a couple more spots and uh, it's just going to be such a heavenly time. If you want to get more details, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat. So Heather is here, Heather Monaghan. She is a bestselling author, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker. She climbed the corporate ladder for 20 years and checked off all the boxes. She led her company to millions of dollars in revenue, and then she got fired by her new boss. And this fueled her to write her first book in 2018 at 43 years old and start her podcast at 44 and give her first TED Talk at 45. I mean... That's pretty darn inspiring. Her first book, Confidence Creator, is a great resource on how anyone can master the essential techniques to build confidence, attract your people, find your voice, and become your best self. And her most recent book is another empowering read. It's called Overcome Your Villains, Mastering Your Beliefs, Actions, and Knowledge to Conquer Any Adversity. It's a step-by-step guide to creating or recreating your career at any age and gain the courage to leapfrog the negative people, toxic environments, and obstacles that stand in the way of your happiness. They're both such good books. So make sure that you grab a copy. And also, you can check out Heather's podcast, which is called Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan, where each week she's sitting down to share the techniques and strategies to create your confidence and pursue the dream that you really, really desire. She has so many good guests like Vanessa Van Edwards and Dr. Amishi Ja and Kendra Hall. Plus, she just had me on the show, which was a lot of fun. So I just really, really enjoy her. She's very down to earth. She's such a go-getter. I love her energy. I know that you're going to be really into all the things that she has to say. So without further ado, please welcome the awesome Heather Monahan.
0: Heather, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh, Kathy. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You've
1: been on this mission, really helping people to like show up in their confidence and I do think that that is the number one issue, right? When people are on the show and we have people writing in and asking questions, they think they're asking a business question or they think they're asking a strategy question. It's always a courage question. It's always that, right? So let's talk about how you even came to this being your work.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so crazy because for the majority of my life, it hasn't been my work, right? I came up through corporate America. I was in sales leadership. I was a chief revenue officer of a media company. I was leading teams in corporate America for over almost 25 years and I was great at it, right? I mean, I was winning all these awards, making tons of money, but I will say for anyone listening, You know, I liked what I did, but there was moments that I just felt like I'm missing something and I don't know what it is. You know, there was something missing for me. I I knew there was more, but I didn't know how to find it, where to go, who to ask. And then I ultimately got fired uh, after 14 years at the same company. And I was just named one of the most influential women in radio at the end of 2017. A couple of weeks later, the CEO I had worked for became ill and he elevated his daughter to replace him. And she was my number one villain. I mean, this lady had despised me, right? She did not like me. And it was very well known in the company. She was a CFO. I was a CRO. And for a long time, I turned a blind eye to her bad behavior, thinking she would just go away. But instead, she rose in power. She fired me. And that moment really set me off on this whole other trajectory in my life that's led me to sitting here with you today.
2: Mm. So
1: what a gift in that So let's talk first about the, because you have a podcast about this. You've already also written a book about it. What does it mean to create confidence? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And how can we do that today?
0: Yeah. So the first thing that I would suggest to anyone is number one, everyone has different issues with confidence, but everyone has them, whether it be in your personal relationship, maybe it's with your health. Maybe it's at work, you know, it, it could be uh, so many different things, but a lot of times people get caught up thinking, oh, I'm the only one that's struggling with confidence. That is not real. And having written that book, Confidence Creator, I've heard from NBA players. I've heard from celebrities and DMs saying to me, thank you for writing this book. I struggle so much. So I want everyone to know you're not alone. Everybody's struggling with confidence at, in some aspect of their life at some point in time, right? It, so it's it's dynamic. It's always changing. The first thing that I would suggest to people is the same way that if you're about to go on a, a diet, right? You want to lose weight. You have a vision of what you want to look like. You qualify how many pounds you want to use, Treat this the exact same way. I remember when I got fired, I took my temperature and I said my confidence is at a zero right now. Right? I felt like. I've lost everything, you know, my paycheck, my, my status, my title, my team. I, I was looking to all of these exterior things, you know, things outside of me for verification, for confidence. And the truth is I had to go to rock bottom. So zero was a good place to start. And I remember writing down on a piece of paper, like, write it down. Where are you right now? And then write down, where do you want to go? I had a vision of what confidence looked like. And, and I think most people have this. We've had different moments in our life. I remember when I was younger taking a big stage in my early 20s and killing it when I was up there and walking off that stage and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is confidence. Like I could tackle the world right now, right? So find that moment in your life where you were an eight or a nine or a 10, or maybe it's in your personal relationship. You're killing it as a wife or a mother. Find what that confidence feels like and write that down, that that's where you're going to be. Give yourself a deadline. I gave myself 30 days. And I started taking massive action every day, like action steps, create momentum and action steps will lead you to finding solutions, which will lead you to confidence creation. And and I practice gratitude every single day during that first month. And I'll tell you that combination of practicing gratitude, taking action and deciding that I wasn't going to listen to external things any longer. I was going to listen to the internal voice. The more I amped up my internal voice and started acting on it, the stronger I got.
1: I love this. And I want to go deeper into this because I feel like when we have people on this show, they're either in one of two places. It's either, it's not what you do, it's who you are, which I love, right? There's something so deep and juicy about if we're really in the vibration of wholeness, it, we just attract it, right? It just, we draw it right to us. Very little you have to do, 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 because you can just be, be, be. And then we have other people come on the show and it's like Tony Robbins was here last week, right? And he's just like massive action, right? Massive action. It's not like he's negating this other piece. It's part of it. In fact, he talks about beginning his day, priming day with gratitude, but then he also talks about the massive action. And then there's some people who don't even acknowledge this piece. They're just like, show up and do, 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 do. And when you take that massive action, you're going to get results. You're really kind of like in between this Venn diagram, like both. And I want to talk about the actions for a minute because we've been talking so much about just being it. And the truth is, Heather, you and I, I can tell just from what you just said, I do take massive action constantly. And I think what allows me to do that is being in a place of this, like, it's already done kind of a feeling, And the confidence of like, it's okay if it doesn't work right away, it's okay, I'm just getting data, it's okay to do it messy, it allows me to do lots of things very, very, very quickly. And I do think a ton of momentum is born in that place. So I want to talk to you more about that and what types of massive action, how do you know which things to do? Like, how do you know when you're in the flow and you're taking the action that's actually aligned with, right? that first part.
0: Oh my gosh. So this is an interesting question and for everyone listening. Everything that you're describing, you're nailing it, right? And, and the way you said that you and I are similar, 100%. However, the majority of my life was not spent this way. And for everyone listening, anyone can find success just by taking action. Or I also believe you could find success just being and truly believing. You don't have to do both. I personally have experienced when you pull both together, That's the most powerful, successful version, you know, of you. And and that's what I'm finding today at 47 years old. And I'm kicking myself for not knowing about this stuff earlier in life. So if you say, you know what, I don't resonate with the being thing, then start leaning into action because the more you start leaning into those action steps, the more you're going to start figuring out where you're supposed to be by taking messy action, by making mistakes and and allowing the universe and, and your intuition to direct you in time. Once you start creating that success, you'll start opening your mind. I believe to that other side of, wait a minute, maybe there's more potential or power here. I achieved massive success in corporate America and I didn't acknowledge the being at all. I didn't acknowledge this idea of receiving it all, manifesting it all. Like I I thought that was woo-woo people who did drugs and they were not my people. So the way I achieved success in corporate America was I used to tune out the haters. I'll never forget when I went to a publicly traded company in my early twenties and I looked around the company and I thought there's no consistency in in what we're doing from marketplace to marketplace. We need some unification. We need some leadership. And I said, we need a job that doesn't exist. And I shared that with someone on my team. And they said, well, don't think you're the first person to have come up with that idea. They're never going to say yes to you, Heather. That's where a lot of people stop, right? They'll say, oh, they're telling me I shouldn't do it. Here's what I know. What's possible for me is different than what's possible for you, which is different than what's possible for someone else down the street. And timing is different too. So what I step into is, okay, I appreciate your feedback back that that didn't work for you. And, and that makes sense. However, I'm going to go ahead and put myself in the shoes of the ultimate decision maker. I'm going to explain to them how I can add value, make things easy and create a vision for the future of the business that they're going to enjoy and appreciate And I'm going to go all in on it. And that's how I got the company that I was working for to create a VP of sales position and award it to me. So don't take a no from someone who can't tell you yes, right? Because if had I taken a no from that lady I worked with, she wasn't the person that would have been hiring me for the job anyways, right? So start just thinking to yourself, what's possible for me is not the same as what's possible for others. And what's possible for me today is different than what was possible for me a week ago. It's always changing,
1: Mm -hmm. It's so good. And it's so true. And I, I think that you're right. I think that you could go either way, right? kind of both rivers lead to that same ocean, but putting them together and having the awareness of the being Mm -hmm. and having the awareness of taking action and and not allowing things to stand in your way. Like it's like an atom bomb of energy going off.
0: I'm just finding this right. Like I can't, it's so funny that I'm with you today and I'm so excited to see you in, in real life because I'm just figuring this all out. I swear to you, this year was the year I opened my mind to it. I had been coming down the road a little bit, you know, noticing things and trying to piece things together, but I've really embraced it. And I'm already just in a very short period of time seeing magic happen by combining the two things. And I'm just, I'm so excited so grateful for it.
1: It's so good. And I, I know how you feel. I feel like I've been on this journey of like self-development and since I'm in college really. And we had Mike Dooley here. I was re-listening to it and he was basically saying, he does notes from the universe. And he was basically saying like, we are each God come alive, meaning like God's dream is to be you. That's why he made you, each one of us, like to live through us, right? Like that divine electricity wants to live through us. And so this idea of like confidence, Deepak Chopra was saying this to me, if he was here and he's like, we just don't know who we are. Like we have this fictitious narrative. Like you were saying like, okay, so you're no longer this, this, so you bring it down to the studs. It's like, well, all of that stuff was never really anything that represents like And identifies you he's like you are the I am right the I am is like that place where we're all part of this one big I am right and when you do know that you can just move right and then you can take tons of action and it's all sort of laced with this magic and the confidence of course is there because you wouldn't ever turn to the creator of the world and think that he she it doesn't deserve to be confident in itself. You know what I'm saying? It's such a flip of like how we think about who we are and how we think that each wave is separate from every wave and separate from the ocean. And it's like, no, every wave is connected to every wave and every wave is connected to the ocean. And that's how we are as humans. That's how we are as souls. That's how we are as a consciousness. Isn't that just like blow your mind? It's amazing. And there's no doubt about it. As much as I've been sort of in on this like spiritual path, a lot of my life, I don't ever stop moving. I love to take action. I make more decisions, and I love failing forward and going. That didn't work. Great, that's a better answer. Now we know this works. And people go, "How do you do that?" I'm like, I have the, I guess, the confidence to say, I'm okay with the, whatever the feedback. I just want to get to the next place. So I just want the data. So. When you're coaching people and they're in this place and they want to go from where they are to where, where they want to be, what are some of the most important steps? Some of the most important pieces of action, do you think to achieving your dreams?
0: Oh my gosh. For me, I can tell you the number one thing for me was firing my villain. If you have a negative person in your life, right. That is speaking negativity to you, treating you passive aggressively over time, that's chipping away at your confidence and you're never going to show up as that most powerful version of yourself. If you're allowing that negativity in your space that day, that lady thought she fired me. I had actually fired my number one villain from my life. I literally took off amazing people, positive people started showing up to help me because that person was no longer in my space. So I really challenged people, actually my new book, Overcoming Your Villains, to fire that one negative person that is somewhere swimming around in your world. You know who they are. You've been turning a blind eye to it. The sooner that you stand up and put yourself first and claim that space back, you're going to create a positive domino effect that is going to shake your life.
1: This is so juicy. And of course I was going to go there because this book just came out a few months ago. And I'm glad that you just said this. I I just personally experienced this. Let's talk about more of that, how you identify it and then how you can reclaim your boundaries and allow yourself to set down a dance, a relationship where this is not serving you and you don't have to walk on your knees anymore through the desert. Like, how do you notice it? And then how do you allow yourself to set it down?
0: Okay. 99% of the time we already know. And and whoever's listening is starting to laugh right now. Cause everybody knows who that person is. If you've been ignoring it for a really long time, you're not going to want to admit it. Right? Like I, if somebody had said to me a year before I got fired, who's your villain? I wouldn't even want to acknowledge her. Cause I'd want to say I've put her to the side, but, but if we know that there's something that hey, I'm walking into a meeting and I'm starting to get anxious, start asking yourself that question. What is it about walking into this meeting that's making me feel off? I don't feel my best anymore. Maybe you have a girlfriend you have lunch with once a month, but you're walking into the lunch and you're like, oh, here we go. Start paying Uh. attention to those signs, right? We've all been there. I call those sneaky villains it doesn't mean they're a bad person, but it means they're no longer your person, right? And so instead of continuing into relationships and situations where we're showing up as lesser versions of ourselves because we can't be our true self or we're being judged or we, we're being put down, instead say, you know what? Loved having lunch today. I'm super busy over the next um, few months. I, I really appreciate you understanding that I've got to put my work and family first right now, start creating some space. You don't have to call the person out and say, I don't like how I feel when I'm around you. You know, you can just acknowledge that you have other priorities that have come up in your life right now. And the majority of the time, people, they're concerned about themselves, their time. They're going to move on and do them. And the important thing is for you to notice how you feel. And if you're going to start feeling better, not being around that person, stay on that path of putting yourself and your feelings first.
1: It is so powerful, Heather, We're going to stay here for a second because this is so powerful. Plus you wrote a whole book about it. So in December, I had a, an issue come up with my mom who I adore her and she knows that, but we've also been in a codependent dance my whole life. And I always knew that there were aspects of it that I would love to let go of, but I never thought it was possible. Like I thought in order for me to be in this relationship, all of it, all the tentacles of the relationship were just part of the cost of doing business, right? And it came to a point where I was feeling so anxious about an expectation she had of me for the rest of her life to sort of take care of her in a certain kind of way. And I didn't at all appreciate the intensity of it. It felt really heavy. I felt like I was carrying the Empire State Building on my chest. And I decided that I'm just going to set it down. And I sent her a long note because I wanted to put it in writing. And I was like, you know, I love you and I'm going to always give and I'm always always show up in the ways that I know that I can. And I'm setting down this, 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 and this expectation that you continue to hand to me as if it's mine. And um, I believe that actually all those needs that you have, they're not coming from me anyway. And that you have all that you need to have all of that come through you because you have a relationship with the universe, just like I do. And I invite you to enjoy it. And the whole day went by and I was like, oh my God. And then she just wrote back two words. I understand. I didn't speak to her for like three weeks. I went on a trip. I came back and I mean this, I wouldn't throw smoke in your face. I've never seen her so happy. I've never seen her so in alignment. It was like the last holdout. It was like, I cut the rope of wherever she still believed that all of these limitations were constantly sort of validated through this relationship where I would be like, you're right. And therefore I need to meet you in this place because you're right. There's so much scarcity for you in this area, in this area, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we cut it. She wound up getting herself a life coach. She's never done that before. She used to have dizziness and migraines. She's like, Kath, I haven't had a single episode of dizziness and migraines. And she's like, and all of a sudden I'm so in love with my life and we're free. It's like, and now I'm like hanging out with her and it's like, it's clean. It's like, I can be there. She can be there. Can you even imagine how that has affected my life? So it has. Amazing.
0: This is amazing. I'm so happy for And I'm happy for her. You know, what's funny. People oftentimes put a negative association when I say fire your villain. And I want to use this example. In some ways, you were her villain because you were enabling her. So when you allowed her to fire you, she took off. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be seen as a bad thing. It's that we're not being helpful in these relationships. And when we choose to get rid of that negativity, so much abundance and positivity can show up.
1: It changed my whole world. I wound up then somehow it gave me the permission to be in alignment and so many pieces of resistance that I didn't even notice fell. I all of a sudden offered a totally different offering for the new year that I was going to offer before. I was just like, click, click, click into place. And sure enough, it actually allowed for other, I would using your word villains, things, energies in my life, relationships and dances in my life that weren't serving me started to rear their head. And it was like whack-a-mole. I wound up having three friends show up and it was very clear all of a sudden so clear what I had been doing and I was like I'm not interested in this dance I'm not a part of this anymore and I'm freeing myself and I was like I can't believe how I have allowed as if it doesn't affect you what you just said before like oh I put her to the side oh no 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 no. there is no putting to the side If you even text this person once every four months, if you even think that just by going, oh, and this is just this one area in your life where you compromise on everything that you feel and who you are, because you have to go to this Thanksgiving, or you always have to see this particular group of friends from high school, and you always feel that whatever it is, how you do that one thing is affecting everything else. And I'm just now realizing this.
0: So I'm blown away. Well, hearing you just describe that, I'm going to, this is something I haven't shared, but I will today because people need to hear it. I I just can tell. For a long time during the pandemic, my ex-fiance had been messaging me to check on me, you know, being thoughtful and and caring because I'm a single mother. However, he was also able to, you know, get communication back into me again, which is sort of like opening up that door, but out of fear, out of scarcity. Well, you know, it is scary with a pandemic. And before you know it, I was on a path where... Anytime I'd see the message and what does he want now? And it was like this this negative feeling on my end. Again, he didn't do anything wrong. But on my end, I'm thinking, this isn't my best time spent. Why am I back in this situation again? You know, but oh, he's not doing anything wrong. And then finally saying to myself one day when I'm noticing how I'm feeling, this isn't right for me. Doesn't mean he's bad, but it means this is not the right situation for me. I need to fire this villain so I can take off again. And I just, I made a clean break that I, I'm not available to be a go-to. I'm not available for conversation every day. I'm living my life and doing my thing. I need you to do your own. And since I've made that decision, it is incredible the things that have shown up. So again, back to firing your villains. It doesn't mean the other person's an evil, bad person. It means it's not benefiting you in that moment. And you've got to put yourself first and you've got to address it because the positive outcomes are mind-blowing once you do.
1: It's mind-blowing. I I can't get enough of this conversation because I spent so much of my life as a people pleaser. And the amount of miles that that put on me, oh my God, oh my God. The amount of miles that that was putting on me on a health level, on a psychic level, like everything. And I I just wasn't able to give myself a permission slip to have a boundary. It was like, as soon as somebody encroaches, you just shrink, you let them, you do this, you do that. No, because that is all now part of the constellation, which is your vibrational signature in the world. And so even if this person or this event isn't happening in the moment, if you're still allowing that to be part of your imprint, that is what you're casting in the world. And what you said, and I want to just echo, it's not kind to them either. Because if this isn't an alignment, then whatever is where they're actually supposed to be, they're not even able to uh, open up for because you're holding them hostage because you're holding yourself hostage. So the kind, gorgeous thing to do is to say, and scene, So let's talk about, because so many women, we hesitate to say no, and we hesitate to say what we need to say because, oh my God, we will hurt someone's feelings when really by not, you're keeping both of you locked out, right? Of where you're really supposed to be. So how do you help people to say, Here's your permission to say what you need to say.
0: You know, the way that I figured it out for myself, first of all, the way that you just explained it, I think is really powerful. So if anyone's struggling, rewind and listen to that again. It's about, if you have a hard time saying, I'm doing it for me, then say that you're doing it for the other person because you truly are doing it for both of you, right? You need to free them from it and you need to free yourself so that they can go find whatever alignment and greatness is, is in their life because we don't want to be holding them back any longer and we don't want to be holding ourselves back. So flip the script on that and make it about the other person if that's easier for you. The way that I learned to do it, I'll never forget, was after I got divorced, I remember thinking I can't get a babysitter to you know, go to the gym or I can't, I can't um, go out with my friends saying that's so crappy. And then suddenly I was like this rundown mother version of myself that wasn't happy, right? And I'm raising my son and I'm seeing there's just not magic and happiness and joy right now. What is going on? And I really had to get a hold of, and this would be a situation where the environment is the villain, right? Like sometimes people's job is the villain, like the company culture, where whatever's impacting you in a negative way. And I had to say, do I want my son to grow up and put everybody else's needs ahead of his? Do I want him to choose a spouse that's going to put him last? That's what I'm teaching him when I show up as this tired mother that doesn't go out with her friends, that doesn't go to the gym and he doesn't do the things she loves because I'm sacrificing for him. I'm showing him model this behavior. And once I changed the way I viewed it, I thought, no, I want him to show up as the most powerful version of himself where he sees his value, where he says, of course, I'm going to go to the gym. It's for my health and taking care of my energy and being, you know, the best version of me. And that's okay. I want to show up as a happier version of me when I get home. So I thought, okay, I'm going to first, I'll start with the gym. And I started doing that. And then I started feeling so much, I had so much more energy and then I was happier. And then I thought, all right, now once in a while, I'm going to get a sitter and go out with my friends. And then I'd be so excited. And he's saying to me, you're in such a good mood all the time, mom. It's so fun to be around you. And you start realizing that impact that you have on everybody around you. So, you know, if you can't make it about you in that moment until you can make it about your child, make it about those other people. And that will help push you over to make that better decision.
1: It's so true. And I love that because for kids, somebody once said this to me, I forgot who it was, but it's not what's taught. It's what's caught. It's what they're catching based on the modeling. That's what's happening. It's not what you're teaching them. It's what you're modeling. So it's essential. It's essential then, right? You're right. I love everything about this conversation. Before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsors. Did you hear that? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is more than a store. You can connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Plus, Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods, and it has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and beyond. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success For a free 14-day trial, go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you the resources once reserved for big business. Customized for you with a great looking online store that brings your idea to life and tools to manage and drive sales. I love how Shopify opens the door to possibilities and makes it so easy to successfully run your own business. In fact, you don't even need any coding or design experience to get your online store off the ground. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You'll gain knowledge and confidence with resources to help you succeed. And with 24 seven support, you're never alone. More than a store Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash right now. There are some amazing doctors out there, but really the ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. So you can finally stop wasting your time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist that your coworker recommended who's out of your network. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visits. So when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who truly gets you. Just go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. I love that ZocDoc doesn't just help you find the doctor that's right for you, but you get to book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and healthcare is already chaotic enough. So it's really useful to have ZocDoc as your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash dreamjob and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash dreamjob, ZocDoc.com. Slash dream job. So let's talk about your three step back process, how this works, how this is going to help us to reclaim.
0: Okay. So, my book, Overcome Your Villains, is all about the three step process to overcome any adversity in business or life. So, a couple of years ago, I was on the phone with a mentor of mine, and I'm always asking, you know, what could I be doing differently? You know, I'm new to this whole author, podcast, speaker world. What am I missing? How do I get better? And he said, one of the things I notice about you is you haven't distilled down a process that you can teach that's really simplistic that other people can implement in their life. And I said, well, I don't have one. And he said, that's not true. He said, you have one, you haven't identified it. So I said, okay, let me get back to you. And I sat down with a whiteboard and I remember writing down all the different times in my life I'd faced major adversity and what steps I took to overcome them. And as I looked at, you know, 20 different occurrences, I started seeing that there was a pattern. Three steps were involved every single time. So I'll use the example of getting fired because I think people can relate to this. The day that I got fired, I walked out of that lady's office and I said, I've lost everything. Okay, that's the moment where you have to say, let's distill this belief that I'm holding to the most simplistic shred of fact." If there is any, and oftentimes you're going to find there's zero fact to the belief. So for me, I had to distill it. Did I lose everything? I had to ask myself. I didn't lose my network. I didn't lose my health. I didn't lose my expertise. I didn't lose my talents. I didn't lose my business acumen. I didn't lose my family. I lost a paycheck. I have lost a paycheck, right? So I realized, okay, I distilled it. I didn't lose everything. I lost a paycheck. But in my life, I found paychecks in many different places. This isn't the only paycheck I've ever had, right? And you can use this example if you're getting divorced or in a breakup, right? This isn't the only person you've ever dated. So then it was a lot easier pill to swallow. Okay, I can manage this. I lost a paycheck. I know what that looks like. Step two is immediately take action, right? So number one, distill the belief to the shred of fact, if there is any. Two, take immediate action. For me, the action step that I took was I raised my hand and I posted on social media. If I have ever helped you at all, I need your help today. I've just been fired. And that post went viral. And that post landed me on the Elvis Duran show, which takes me to step three, which is knowledge. Be really intentional about the knowledge you're accessing. For me, Elvis Duran was light years ahead of me, right? He'd been where I wanted to go. And sitting across from him in the interview, halfway through, he says, well, Heather, obviously you're writing a book, but I wasn't writing a book, right? I had grown up the social one. I had a sister who was the smart one. So I never even thought that was something that was possible for me. But in that moment, this man who was light years ahead of me spoke a truth and a belief into me. And I just grabbed hold of that belief. I jumped on a plane and I Googled, how do you write a book? And that next step led me to the next one. And that process got me off the ground, which brought my book, Confidence Creator, to light in 2018.
1: Oh my gosh. Those are all so juicy. The distilling it down to what really had happened and what didn't happen, and the action. And that action piece, by the way, I'm not surprised (laughs) that that went viral because that vulnerability just going right to it, leaning right in. Let's talk about that. Because how many people would say, what are people going to think? Everyone's posting their wins. Why would I post that? I got fired. So help us understand how there might be something right now in our life that's a vulnerable thing. That's actually one of the most powerful things that we could lean into.
0: Well, I was in, as I mentioned, I was in sales leadership forever in corporate America, and I was in the media business, advertising And one of the things that you notice in advertising is if you're going to run the same commercials and do the same things as everybody else, you're not going to stick out, right? You want to be a unicorn. You want to own a space somebody else doesn't own. So I remember thinking to myself, okay, how can I be different and unique? And it just hit me. Why don't you get up and tell the truth of what just happened? And so I remember Googling, has anyone successful ever been fired? And it turns out J.K. Rowling had been fired. Steve Jobs had been fired. Oprah Winfrey had been fired. Mark Cuban had been fired. So in that moment, I said, I'm going to choose to see this as in good company. I'm going to choose to look at this differently. I'm going to reframe getting fired. And I'm going to make that my calling card. I'm going to go out to marketplace because I don't see anyone owning and cheering that they've been fired. I'm going to show up and I'm going to differentiate myself with this differentiator which is really powerful in marketing for anyone listening. You want to be different. You want to highlight what's different. And so when I put that post up, of course, people started calling me saying, Heather, take that down. That's super embarrassing. You look pathetic. People who love me wanted to protect me. But I had known for a long time, I've been listening to people's voices and opinions outside of me. And that didn't work out so well. I ended up getting fired, right? So I thought, okay, if that didn't work out well, maybe what I need to try is listening to my own opinion and my my own intuition. And I checked in with the one voice that matters, which is my own. And I said, I don't feel bad that I got fired. And I don't think I look pathetic. And I just kept moving forward. I, I let go of the most important weight, which is other people's opinion of you.
1: You know what? <laughs> it's so needed. This conversation mm-hmm. is so needed. And I just laugh because we have so many you know, listeners and so many of these listeners are wanting to quit their job, right? They're not even in a moment where in a sense, they're lucky enough to have been fired because they're still holding on, even though they know it's sucking their soul, right? And we're seeing the great resignation everywhere. And then comes this scary thought, which is, but how the hell am I going to reclaim a paycheck like you were saying oh I've had so let's talk about that let's like really talk about that because the amount of limiting beliefs around that keep people stuck in these golden handcuffs or bronze or whatever they are they're certainly not gold so how can you help people to reframe how they could approach either quitting or being fired which in in a sense, gives you the same result, which is you no longer have a paycheck. How can you reframe that moment so that you could then show up as you and get paid
0: for something you actually enjoy? Well, there's a few different ways to do it, right? You can do it the way that I did. Just ignore bad behavior, ignore a toxic environment, and ultimately over time become a B-rate version of yourself and then get fired so you have a lot more work ahead of you. I don't recommend that. Right, There's more work to be done under pressure, which that is not the ideal situation. I did not do it the best way I could have if I could go back or if I could advise someone who's in a similar situation you know that i that I used to be in and and when you said golden handcuffs, I used to tell people all the time, "I have golden handcuffs, I can't leave. I'm a single mom. I used to say that that's not true, right. I could have left at any point in time. I could have been building a side business. I could have been reaching out to other companies and finding a bridge play to jump to. There's so many things I could have been. I wasn't wanting to deal with it for fear of what was on the other side of making that. There was fear holding me back. Number one, I now choose to see fear as a green light that means go and go faster. We learned when we were kids like, oh, you're scared and you're six years old, run home to your parents, hide under the bed. Well, now as adults, we don't need to run and hide anymore. Instead, run into the fear. Every single time I have done this in my career or since I've been fired, amazing things start happening. I self-publish a book, I land a publishing deal, I launch my show, I, you know, all these crazy things keep happening. The more I lean into fear as a green light that means go and go faster. So choose to see fear differently fear has a power over you right now flip the script on that and take the power back it really and truly works the other thing is start getting honest with yourself right if you're saying oh i have golden handcuffs and i can't leave that's just simply not a truth right and it goes back to distilling beliefs down to the simplest shred of fact that is not true you could leave you could get another job you don't want to right now you're saying that you're fine being in the uncomfortableness of the situation you're in more so than taking a leap of faith to believe in you. I would challenge you to do this. Fast forward to the end of your life. And as you're laying on your deathbed and you're recounting everything, what are the things you're gonna look back on and regret? For me, I would have known, I didn't do this exercise at the time, but I would have known that I would regret that I worked side by side with someone who treated me terribly. My hair started falling out and I didn't feel good about who I was anymore, right? The universe was showing me I needed to make a move and I was resisting and resisting. Here's what I know for sure. You will get pushed if you keep resisting and getting pushed is a harder pill to swallow than actually going with the flow ahead of time. Had I known what I know now, I would have started building a side business at that time on the weekends and at night and investing in myself more and more and elevating my head from the negativity until I could make a leap. Another thing that really works is holding yourself accountable. Write down your dreams and goals. They're more important than your grocery list, which you write down every day before you go to the grocery store. Write them down and tell a good friend or someone you love what you're working on and tell them, I want you to hold me accountable. Check in with me on this and give yourself a deadline. Okay, I can't leave the job today because I don't have the plan, but I'm going to give myself 120 days and that's the day I'm going to make the leap. Successful people don't know the how, but they bet on themselves to figure it out along the way and you can too.
1: This is so important. <laughs> You're speaking right to everybody. So I'm sure they're going to want to go back and rewind that and even you know write it down so that they can remember those things. One of the things that people will say, and this is why you're such a great example because you have a child and being a single parent, people will say things like whether they're single or not. I get it, Kathy, but the reality, in air quotes, the reality is there's no way I could leave because I would literally, as much as like what she's saying about fear and and overcoming these things that are toxic, I need to eat. There's no paycheck. There's no way to make money. So I'm curious, what was your first, thing right after, did you just offer to coach people? What was the first thing that you did to raise your hand and get paid when that paycheck was not coming every two weeks?
0: Well, I knew that I needed something to sell, right? Cause I know everyone knows their own skill sets, or at least hopefully people know their own skills. I knew I was really strong in sales. That was a superpower of mine. So I thought I need something to sell. What can I sell? I landed on the Elvis Duran show he tells me to write a book. I didn't think through logistically. Oh, I wonder how long it'll take to bring a book to life. It took months. Right. So, and I did it really fast, but it still took months. And so, you know, I had made good decisions as a C-suite executive. I had tons of stock, right. I did have money in the bank and I also knew this. So I was living off of what I had created, the wealth I had created when I was in corporate America but something inside me told me this, maybe I need to lean into this so much so to show myself that I believe, I believe there's more ahead of me and it's fine to use this money right now to build that bridge. I needed a bridge to get somewhere. I didn't have the answer or solution yet. And I didn't have, I didn't even think of coaching back then, by the way, I only thought about coaching when the pandemic hit because I couldn't leave my house and I had yes. to figure something else out. Right, So I didn't even think about, Idea never came to me. The idea of the book came, I said, I'm going all on in this. I'm going to live off of what I've created from corporate America. And this is going to give me enough runway so that I can take off. And then when the book came out and I wasn't making enough money off the book, I Googled, how do you sell more books? And it said, speak. And I thought, oh, I've been speaking for 20 years in corporate America. Great. I can do that. I started cold calling companies saying, hey, if you buy 500 books, I'll come in and speak for free. And then one day I called a company and they said, what's your speaker fee? And I said, hang on a second. And I went to Google and I said, what is a speaker fee? And I had, in the industry that I was in, we did not hire speakers from outside the industry. We had other C-suite executives come speak. It was part of your job because I have a limited amount of information, so much in that bubble of just that industry. I didn't know there was a multi-billion dollar industry called speaking. So Anyone listening right now, first of all, pick your head up out of your industry and start looking where your skill sets could apply to other industries, other opportunities. That was an epic fail for me that I hadn't done that sooner. The minute that I figured out I could get paid and that Gary Vaynerchuk was getting $350,000 for a 60 minute keynote, I I said, hang on, forget about this book. I'm going to put that on the side for a minute. I'm going to go lean into the speaking business to accelerate revenues. And that's when my business really took off. But then, and that was 2019, but then as you know, 2020 was like a minute behind it. And all of a sudden the speaking business stopped. So I asked myself a question, what problem can I solve while I'm sitting at home? And it came to me that people had asked me before, do you consult businesses? And so I just put a post up, I'm launching my first coaching and consulting program. DM me if you want to get in. I had no idea what to charge. I had no idea, you know, what I do, but I knew if I stood behind it, I did 100% money back guarantee, there'd be no barrier to entry and I could build a new business. And that actually ended up landing me my first board seat. So it's just, it's, it's been such a crazy ride. And what I learned is you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to bet on yourself.
1: It's so fun to listen to you because it's like watching somebody, who's so good at a video game and just like, ah, then you go this way. Boom, boom, boom. But it's just like so fun. It's like, well, this thing's coming at you. Yeah. Here's how you dodge that. Here's how you actually use that to leverage yourself to get to the next world. It's just like watching you play a video game and you're acing it. And it's so fun. You said before, and I'm really good at sales. And one of the things that happens on the show with people listening to the show is like the cringe effect of like, I'm so excited. Oh, she just now said something about selling and selling equals used car salesman and selling means you become evil and charging a lot means that you're, there's something, you know, not scrupulous about you and all of that. So what does it mean to be good at sales and why is it really a gift to charge premium and how can listeners integrate that?
0: Okay, number one, selling is not a bad thing. Selling is a great thing. In every exchange, somebody's being sold, right? Whether it be that tonight you wanna go out for dinner and you're talking to your husband about why you guys should go to dinner and he's talking about why he thinks you should stay home and you cook. In that exchange, someone's gonna be sold. So if every interaction we have, somebody's actually sold, why don't you wanna master that talent, right? To me, it's like, makes all the sense in the world. The other thing (laughs) is this, I truly see selling as helping. It is not my duty in the world to make decisions for Kathy Heller. It is my duty in the world to create great solutions and then offer them to people. Yes.
1: Oh, I love what you just said. It's so clean. There's no codependency
0: in there. Did anybody hear that? Okay. Keep going. (laughs) So the point is, is that it's my job to make the world a better place. I believe it's all of our job to do that. I am limiting the opportunities for others if I don't put it out there for them to know that, I launched a coaching business. If I don't put it out there for them to know, I have two amazing books that can change their life. That is my job as a good human is to let people know what solutions I have available for them and to empower them to make their own decisions because I believe in them. It's not gonna be right for everybody, that's okay. But it's not my job to be so presumptuous to say that I can determine for them what's right for them or not. No, that's so wrong. Don't be so presumptuous to think you have all the answers for everyone in the world. Instead, empower people to make their own decisions.
1: It is just so good. And when you're in those conversations, okay, let's call a spade a spade. Typically the biggest objection people have, especially if they're at the point where they're listening to your podcast, they're already on your Instagram, they're there, right? They're showing up. The biggest objection then to not buying for most people is gonna be, I can't afford it. This costs too much, or I'm not in a place where I can afford it. What do you think is the approach, the mindset to that moment when someone says
0: I can't afford it? You can't afford not to, right? So, and then here's the thing, stories sell, facts tell. So what I would encourage people, if you're selling some product or service and someone says to you, I I just, I'd love to do it. I just, I can't afford to do it your response is you can't afford not to do it, right? And then get them back to the pain point, whatever their pain point is that they're dealing with, and then give a story around the problem that you solve. Share a true real life story, right? We live in a review and recommendation world. And you wanna lean into those stories of the people you have done business with, how you have solved their problems, and how transformational it has been for them, whether it be a weight loss product, a self-help book, or a sales and strategy book, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is, but that process really helps to empower people for them to see, you know what, you're right. And and this is funny because this is, I think that this will illustrate what um, objection you're talking about. Last Christmas or the Christmas before, right after my first book had come out, I was speaking to a woman, I live in a building who worked at the front desk and she was exhausted. She didn't look good. And I said, what's the matter with you? And she said, I'm working three jobs, Heather and I'm struggling to make ends meet. I said, hang on a second. You're talented, you're wonderful. I love having you here. There's something that's not right. I think you need to read my book. I ran up and I got my book from my apartment. I wrote a note to her, like you are worth more. I believe in you. It's time for you to create confidence in yourself. I gave her the book, okay? Fast forward that night, I had an Uber Eats person. Of course I did coming to my house. That's like literally how I live my life. And the man shows up, same thing, Kathy. He's exhausted. He's much younger than the woman, but he's exhausted. And I said, what's the matter with you? He said, I'm, I'm working so much. I, I'm struggling so much. And I said, hang on, I did the same thing. I gave both of them a free book, right? And I wrote out a heartfelt message to him too. I said, I want you to come back in the next couple of weeks and you're tell me so what you're sweet. doing differently. This is so interesting, though, because I took I took the barrier to entry of money out of play because I gave them both a gift. Wouldn't you know, one month later, I come into my building and the woman's resigned and I said, what do you mean you resigned? I love you. Where are you going? And she said, the gift that you gave me was to create confidence within myself and you believing in me and teaching me the steps that you taught me through that book, gave it to me. I just landed a six figure job, one job that is going to pay me more than all three used to. And I'm so grateful, Heather. Oh, it was Uh. so heart wrenching. I was like uh, over the moon, so happy. She leaves, right? I come back upstairs. It was that week. I don't remember what day the delivery guy came and same. He was exhausted, tired, complaining. And I asked him a question. I said, have you read my book yet that I gave you? And I said, no, I don't have time. And it was such a light bulb moment for me that this man, the the barrier to entry for him, maybe it wasn't money. Now it was time. There was always going to be a reason why he wanted to stay stuck in his situation, why he was not going to give himself that gift of escaping it. And so sometimes, you know, it's it's not about the the money. It could be about the time or any other excuse. You're either going to make an excuse or you're going to find a solution. And that was just such a great example of Two people given the same gift on the same day, one used it to change our life and the other one ignored it. So
1: unbelievable. I've loved this entire conversation. Clearly everyone needs to get both of these books. So tell us where we can get the book and tell us where we can follow you.
0: My website is heathermonahan.com My books are everywhere and anywhere books are sold. My podcast is Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan, and I'm on all social media at Heather Monahan.
1: You're a delight. You're such a treat. I'm so glad that we connected. This was the best. It's just so fun to talk to Heather. And I'm so happy that she's actually not too far from me. So maybe we're going to meet up in person soon. Here are the takeaways. Number one, fire your villains. Fire whatever isn't serving or benefiting you. Get rid of the voice that speaks negativity. Number two, stay on the path of putting yourself and your feelings first. Number three, own a space that no one else owns. All you have to do is tell your truth. Number four, check in with the one voice that matters, your own. Number five, fear is a green light that means go and go faster. Number six, you don't need to know the how or have all the answers. You just need to be willing to bet on yourself to figure it out along the way. And number seven, selling is helping. It's not your duty to decide for someone else. It's your duty to create great solutions and then offer them to people. Empower them to make their own best decision. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing to listen and support the show. We have so many great guests coming up, so definitely subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And if you feel so inclined, it helps us tremendously when you not only subscribe but just leave a review and then share the show. Post about it on your Instagram or take a second and text this episode to somebody. If you do share about it on your Instagram and you want to also tag Heather, she's at Heather Monahan and I'm at Kathy.heller. And I always try to repost some of those. If you also ever feel so inclined to do a little like 30 second video in your Instagram stories about me or this podcast, I'm usually very, very inclined to repost those. And I just did one the other day and it brought me to tears. So if you feel like doing that, I'm so happy to repost and give you guys a big thank you and send you a sweet DM. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine, and I'll talk to you again on Thursday.
2: I could use a fresh coat of paint, change my scenery. Wake up in the morning and choose to be brave and sad.